Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. thought I would do something a little different for today's episode. And I'm going to be honest, we are all huge Swifties. And before you are like, nope, I can't do another thing about Taylor Swift. Listen, I get it. She's everywhere. She is the moment right now. Um, But before I dive into it, we're going to talk about some life lessons uh, that we can learn from Taylor Swift. But before I really like get into it, I did want to make one note and I was just going to say in our culture, there's a lot of like parasocial relationships between us and celebrities because we can see so much of their lives online and it can be dangerous to put celebrities on a pedestal or to elevate them above something other than human. And with this podcast, I'm not saying to do that. But what I want to do here is recognizing different things that she has done um, that we can appreciate and we can see her growth and we can learn from them and from the lessons that she shares with us, whether it's through her music or even just through the changes or things that she's done in her life while still realizing that she is human. She is not perfect, but we are big fans. Okay. Now that I've said my piece, let's talk about 10 things we can learn from the life and music of Ms. Taylor, Allison Swift. I think the first thing that came to my mind right away was that it's okay to change. I think it is within our nature, just as humans, change is so difficult. It is so much more comfortable to stay the same. But if you look at her career and her life, she started with the country scene, right? Her debut album, Fearless, Speak Now, they're all very country themed things, but she was able to change and pivot and grow. And it did so much for her career. And I, sometimes I think about it, I was like, what if she had never taken the leap? What if she had never made the decision to like pivot out of country? Like so many of her albums we would have missed out on. And like, there are lots of albums, obviously, 
but she even made the pivot from pop to like indie and alternative with folklore and evermore those albums and i'm like what if she had never changed again like it can be so hard to pull yourself out of somewhere and to and to change but what are we missing out on by staying the same we definitely would have missed out on a lot from taylor swift if she have never learned and changed and grew and switched genres in the way that she has and so I think it is a good way for us to recognize that change is okay and it can be a really good thing it's not always easy and it's not going to be perfect but change is a good thing two Okay, don't come at me for this one. I know we may have some diehard Swifties on here and you may not agree with me and that's okay. And I don't want to be controversial, but I'm just going to say this. There is so much to be said for what you can accomplish when you work hard. And that's not to say that there is no such thing as privilege. That's not true. That's not to say that there isn't such thing as natural ability. That's not true either. But this is the controversial part. I would say that Taylor Swift is not the best singer of all time. When you think of like the best female vocalist ever to live, like range and I don't I'm not a singer so I don't know like all those things is she is she incredible is she a performer absolutely is she an artist the way she writes songs yes but is she the best singer no but when it really comes down to it when I look at other people or and I don't have an inside scoop on this but I feel like She is probably one of the hardest working that there is. Like, and I say that because I do not believe I have ever seen or heard of another artist who performs, like straight up performs for over three hours to give her audience a show. Like, is she the best singer? No. But is she probably one of the hardest working people out there in her industry? I would say absolutely. Yes. It makes me think a lot of like, I don't know if you watched the documentary, the Michael Jordan one, save the, not save the last dance, the last dance, maybe (laughs) I'm not super into sports, but I did watch that with my husband, but it just talked about how like he got cut from his high school basketball team. Was he the best basketball player? When he was younger, no, but he was probably one of the hardest working people on any team he'd ever been on. And I think that that is very true for her as well. So you may not be the most naturally gifted person in the room. You may not be the most privileged person there. But I think there's so much to be said for showing up and giving it your all and continually working hard. Number three, stand up for yourself. I don't know if you remember back when streaming started becoming 
a lot bigger. A lot of musical artists were having a hard time because they weren't getting paid like at all. And like at one point, Taylor's music wasn't even on Spotify. She pulled it from Spotify because she wasn't making money from it. And so I watched her. (laughs) Yeah, I am a mega fan. I'm kind of a nerd. But I watched her interview with Vogue, the like 72 questions with Taylor Swift. And they asked her, what is one of the most difficult things you've ever done? And she replied with writing the letter to Apple Music. Because at the time when streaming was becoming like huge, she wrote this letter to Apple Music basically telling them like, you are not valuing valuing artists, you're not valuing their work, and we are not getting paid what we deserve to be paid. And basically was just like, I'm going to pull my music if you don't change how, how it's done, just like she did with Spotify. Like, can you imagine at the time she was not the incredible force of a person she was like, she did not have the kind of pull or money or anything that she has now. She was still a celebrity. She was still a very well-known artist, still international, but she was brave enough to basically stick it to one of the largest corporations in the world and just say, you can't treat me like that. And you know what happened? Other people saw what she did and were brave enough to also take a stand. I think there is so much power. So many so so many times I feel like we overlook how many people are actually inspired by our actions and and what we're doing, whether or not they say anything. But when you stand up for yourself, when you stand up for what you believe is right, when you stand up for people who may not have a voice, because there were plenty of artists who were also a lot smaller than she was at the time. But because she took the chance, because she stood up for herself, it allowed other people to stand up for themselves too. Today's episode is brought to you by Copilot. Okay, let's talk about physical health for just one minute. It looks so different for everyone, especially moms. And as a mom of three very young children, it has pretty much looked non-existent for me the last couple of months or years. But ever since I had my last baby, I've just been feeling so tired and so groggy. And I knew that I needed to start moving my body a little bit more for me. And that's why I was so excited to partner with Copilot on this episode. Copilot is an affordable one-on-one remote personal training service that provides personalized workouts tailored to your goals and your available equipment. You get accountability and support from a real person with the flexibility to work out on your own schedule. With so much going on, I did not have time to drive to and from a gym and organize childcare, all of the things every day. So with Copilot, I just open up my app and I see the workout that my own personal trainer has designed specifically for me and my goals with the equipment that I have in my own house. I met my trainer, Kaylin, over a quick FaceTime call through the app and we talked about all of the different goals, all of the time I had to dedicate to physical activity, which is like not a lot of time at all, and all of the tools I had available at my own house. When I chatted with Kaylin, I just was trying to tell her and explain to her, like, I just want to feel stronger. I just want to not feel 
so exhausted all the time and I know it's because I'm dragging myself out of bed when my kids wake up. I just feel like I need to move my body, get more energy, and I just needed a little bit of help. Turns out Kaylin is a mom too and so she knew exactly where I was coming from and exactly what I needed. Copilot's big focus is consistency which I really really love and I love that the trainers are real people cheering you on and supporting you. I get a text from Kaylin every single time I finish a workout asking me how it went, asking me what I needed help with, how I felt and it's been so so nice. She also wrote up a few really awesome extra workouts for me. So some good stretches or really quick workouts on the days when my baby sleeps really bad or I just don't have time. She totally gets me and it's made the whole process of just moving my body, trying to exercise so simple because I know that Kaylin is depending on me just like I'm depending on her. I'm so excited to keep working with my trainer and co-pilot. It's been so much fun to do this and to do something for myself to feel a little bit better. I would love for you to do this with me to get fit, to feel good, to feel confident, and to just feel more energy. You guys, Copilot's letting you try this for free, which I'm so, so excited about. You can give, you can give them a try and find out why it was listed as Forbes by Forbes as the top rated personal trainer app of 2023. So here's what you need to do. Head to go.mycopilot.com slash table talk and you can get a free 14 day trial with your own, your very own personal trainer. That's go.mycopilot.com slash table talk to get free 14 days trial with your very own personal trainer. Take a back seat and let Copilot help you reach all of your goals. Number four. You don't need to share everything. And I feel like we have talked about this quite a bit, especially in some of our earlier episodes. We had one on boundaries. I think I talk about it like every time I'm on the podcast. But we had a podcast in the very early days of this podcast. And it was all about setting healthy boundaries. You don't need to share everything online. Like there was a time when Taylor Swift pulled literally everything from online and just took a break because her mental health and everything she was going through, she needed that and she needed to focus on real relationships. This is just my personal opinion. I do not have any studies or anything to back this up, but I honestly believe there is a direct correlation (laughs) with a celebrity or influencer's mental health and how much they share online. And I would say those who have a more solid foot uh, on earth and are definitely more grounded and, and have better mental health are those who do have boundaries, who don't share every second of their life. Could she do that? And could she make a ton of money doing that? Oh, absolutely. You know, people would be watching. You know, I have been combing the internet for articles about her and Jason Kelsey right now for any tidbit of information I could. Yeah, but no, instead she chooses to keep some things private. And that to me is, is a sign of healthy boundaries and respect for herself and for those around her. Number five, this is one of my favorite outros on all of her songs, but 
on the Lover album. There's a song called Daylight. And I know some people think this is totally cheesy, but I totally love it. So I am leaning into this. But on the outro of the song Daylight, you can hear Taylor's voice. And she says, I want to be defined by the things that I love, not the things I hate. Because I think about this a lot. So much of what we see online, even like in the media, is so based on like fear and, oh, you're going to hate this or I'm clicking on this or I'm responding to this comment because I disagree with them and I just want to show them I disagree and, oh, I hate this so much and like people complaining and people, people are known for like literally not like being snarky, but maybe like for just kind of being complainers about things. Like that's literally people's whole online personas. But instead, I love that that switch of I want to be defined by the things that I love. Like I want people to know me because they're like, oh yeah, she loves XYZ. She loves her family. She loves God. She loves Taylor Swift. Obviously, all of those things are true. But I don't want people to be like, oh yeah, she's the one who's always complaining about her kids. Or, oh yeah, she's the one who is always complaining about her life or her house or whatever it is. Like, no, absolutely not. I want to be known for the things that I love, not for the things that I hate. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Okay, number six, take care of yourself. I don't know if you have watched or seen any of her um, documentaries, but she has a documentary, I think it's on Netflix, but it's called Miss Americana. And she like goes, it's like a documentary from when she was on, I think it's a reputation tour. Um, and kind of that era of her life. Um, and she talks about in real time um, her eating disorder that she had during uh, her 1989 era. 
um, when all of that music was coming out and, and it's really vulnerable to hear her talk about her experience because she was like, I was doing shows. Um, she was on a world tour for 1989 and she would like almost collapse at the end of every show. Um, and she even said like, people would ask me like, are you eating? Are you okay? And she would like actively like be like, of course I am. And in the interview, she was like, but I knew like full well, I wasn't, I was not taking care of my body. I just thought that this is how you should feel. And then she goes on to talk about the, all the pressures that she felt. And I cannot imagine because, um, just as a woman in this day and age, like you will never have the perfect body. You will never have the perfect look. You will never have like the perfect life. Like, and in the documentary, she talks about it. She's like, Oh, if you don't, sorry, I don't, I'm not going to be super crude, but I will paraphrase what she said. But she was like, if, you, um, you're supposed to be stick thin. It's kind of like that monologue on the Barbie movie. Um, but she was like, you're supposed to be like stick thin, but if you are, then you don't have a booty. And if you don't have a booty, then you need to get one. And, but then if you had to like naturally have a booty, that means you're not going to be stick thin. And it's just like, it's this absolutely unrealistic, way of living of it's like, well, you have to have this, but you also have to have that. And it's like, that's not what a real human looks like. And, and for some people to be that thin is, is not okay. Um, but I just thought it was really interesting to see the difference in the 1989 tour and how, and talking about how she was just exhausted all the time because she was not taking care of herself to the rep tour and then even the eras tour where it's like you can tell watching her perform and on that stage like she is taking such amazing care of herself and her body and her mental health because you would have to to perform at that level for that long so I think there's a lot to be said for for not relying on what other people have to say about your body or other people's comments or other people's standards of beauty. Because the thing is, those standards will always change. They will never stay the same. And even if you do get a booty, well, that's not going to be popular in five years from now. So then what? Then you have to change yourself again. It's exhausting and you can't win. So don't let other people's opinions or other people's thoughts about what you should look like dictate how you act and how you spend your time. Instead, take care of yourself so that you can show up. You may not be performing a three-hour show every night, but you need to take care of yourself and eat and exercise and be able to show up for your kids or for your spouse or to show up at work. Um, your, your brain has a hard time when you're not, when you're not taking care of it, when you're not feeding your body, you're also starving your brain. 
So take care of yourself so that you can perform at a better level, even if it's not a three-hour show. Number seven, spend time with people that you love. Strengthen those relationships. One of my, I feel like one of the most underrated songs. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to be this person right now. One of the most underrated songs I feel like is the song Marjorie. It's from the Evermore album. It's a song that she wrote um, about her grandma. And it is so sweet. Um, Just talking about like her experiences with her grandma growing up and how her grandma was teaching her these lessons. And at the time, she didn't appreciate it. But now that her grandma has passed on, the line in the song says, I should have asked you questions. I should have asked you how to be. And I think, don't we all need to to maybe focus more on that now? Like, before it's too late, before those people in our lives are gone, um, spend time strengthening those relationships, uh, especially with your grandma or your mom or your sisters or, or people that you're close to because you, you really don't get a second chance. And I'd say, too, from her song, The New Romantics, the best people in life are free, right? <laughs> those, those relationships that you have with people who, who love you unconditionally and who support you no matter what, um, be there for those people and spend time with them um, so you can learn from them. Number eight. Take the time to soak it all in. And before you're like, hello, I have toddlers. I have been pooped on three times this week alone. Like, I get it. I get in certain phases, it is really, really hard to soak it all in. Um, One thing that I love from the Eras tour is after she plays Champagne Problems on the piano in the middle of her concert she stops and she does it every show and she takes out her in-ear so that she can actually like hear the crowd instead of just like the rhythm in her ears she takes them out so that she can actually hear the crowd in real time and just be present and in the moment every single show she takes a moment to soak it all in And she could totally skip past that part. She could totally like uh, pull it out, sit there and put them right back in. But instead, like, yes, it's a part of her show. But also, I think it's a really important part of the show for her as a human being experiencing this incredible thing to just sit there and take a few minutes. Like literally one of the like ovation records was where was it? I think it was in LA on our last show. It was eight minutes of like a standing ovation. And she just sat there and like soaked it all in. Which 
I feel like is incredibly important. I also feel like it's very hard to do though, as a as a normal human being who's not performing for 70,000 people in a show. Like, okay, how can I how can I take time to soak it all in a little bit more? Um, and for me, it's really hard. I have a lot going on and I have a very like tight schedule with like, okay, we have to be here by this. We have soccer at this time. We have tennis at this time. We have, I have class at this time. I like, I have to have this assignment done by then. And we have this thing to do for work. Like, it's like, I have a really hard time taking time to just be in the moment. Um, I don't have any good advice for like, how to do that more, how to soak it all in more. Um, some t- the only thing that I do do <laughs> is um, we've been eating our lunches outside. It's still been really nice weather here in Southern California. And so with whoever is home um, at lunchtime, we take our lunch out to the backyard and we eat lunch outside and just kind of sit in the sun and and just eat lunch together. Um, that's maybe like 10 minutes at most. And it's not every day. But I feel like it's helped me like just like actually take a deep breath. And just enjoy that moment. And like my kids being little, just a little bit more. Uh, number nine. Learn and grow from the hard times. I'm going to quote New Romantics again, but that is obviously one of my favorite songs right now. But there's the line in there. It's also my two-year-old's favorite song. It is not to say that it's not something I'm very proud of, but it totally is something I'm very proud of. But um, the line in the song is, baby, I could build a castle from all the bricks you threw at me. And I think that's something that Taylor Swift has done in incredibly well is taking her hard experiences, whether that's the whole Kanye drama or whether that is um, being so-called canceled online, I guess that was related to it, but taking that and turning it into something that she can learn and grow from. She also did that in the middle of the pandemic. Granted, she did not have any children that we know of, but, and she was just home uh, quarantining, but like it was a hard time. So she took it and ran with it and was creative with it and made two albums out of it. I'm not saying that we all need to do that, but what can we take from our hard lessons in life and, and how can we be better from it? I think that's been one of the, the hardest things that I have had to learn in the last three years. We've, we've had some really tough stuff um, and just some really hard times that have been very trying, both just with my little family plus extended family. Like there have been some really hard things that we've had to deal with. And instead of, granted, there's been a lot of therapy, (laughs) but instead of just like dwelling on, oh, it was so hard. It was so hard. It was so hard. It was okay, I've finally gotten to a point now where I can be like, look at how much I have grown. 
look at how differently I handle these types of situations now. Granted, it's not always like that. Uh, Those anxiety headaches, oh, come on, (laughs) quick and strong. But uh, just taking those things that have been thrown in your path that maybe weren't your fault at all and and seeing like how how can i become better how have i become better um from these hard times the last one number 10 we're finishing this off with one of my favorite songs from the midnight's album karma if you do good things I honestly believe it will come back to you in unexpected ways. I'm bringing up the Kanye drama again because, let's be honest, I I live for the drama. Um, (laughs) But I look at everything that happened. um, Long story short, if you are unfamiliar with everything, um, Taylor was super young. She was like 20 years old. She won Artist of the Year. And as she was accepting the award, Kanye West jumped up on stage at the American Music Awards, grabbed the microphone and goes, I'm gonna let you finish, but Beyonce should have won. Like it was the most horrific thing that ever happened at the AMAs, I would say. Um, And after that, they became friends again. They mended that relationship. And then Taylor Swift or Kanye called up Taylor and was like, hey, I want you to, I'm going to feature you in one of my songs. I, and she was like, oh yeah, that sounds cool. Anyway, his wife of the time, Kim Kardashian, was filming said conversation. And um, Kanye released the song and it was super disrespectful. It was, I won't repeat it here. You can look it up online if you want to learn more. But it was, it was horrible. And he was like, and So Taylor was like, I did not give you permission to refer to me in that way, to talk about me like that. And he was like, yeah, you did. I have the phone call and posted the recording from Kim, but it had edited out a lot of things. But the whole internet turned against her. Like there was literally a trending hashtag on Twitter the top trending hashtag like worldwide was cancel Taylor Swift. It was bad. But the thing is, he lied. Which is so horrible. <laughs> but she got over it. She she learned and grew from the hard times. She took the experience and created an entire album out of it and now if you look at her she wrote the song I forgot that you existed I would I would bet money that it's about Kanye West but it's like now he's so irrelevant and look at his life now versus look at where Taylor Swift is like if you do the right thing if you take the high road when it did finally come out by the way that um (laughs) that he had lied and that the phone call had been like doctored and edited to make her sound like ridiculous. Um, 
it was during the time when it was like there was a lot of things going on with like gender equality and things like that and she just like put a link like and people were like oh my gosh like wait you were telling the truth like even media sources and she just like posted something on Instagram that was like I don't think this is our biggest problem right now here's a it was when you could swipe up here's a swipe up to uh, a charity that you can support that not needs more attention like she just took the high road the whole time and it definitely came back to her look at where she is now versus where he is but it's the same thing with scooter braun and is it scott borchetta that like tried to buy her masters from her and didn't give her a chance to buy her own music so she can own her own music and so they bought her music in a really kind of shady way. She called them out on it. And then what did she do? She is now re-recording all of her albums. So that entire, like her entire musical history that they bought for $300 million is going to be irrelevant because she is re-recording all of that music so that she will own it instead of them. So their lives are kind of falling apart. (laughs) Scooter just lost like six of his clients, but look at where she is now and everything that has happened. So karma, right? That's a real thing. But I think in your life, sometimes at least personally, it can be really hard when you are like trying to do the right thing and you are taking the high road and it feels like (laughs) the people who took the really low road are getting everything or at least it looks that way like they have all of the things that they've ever wanted and they're living this glamorous lifestyle and it's like you took the high road Why doesn't your life look like that? And maybe it won't be right now. Maybe it'll be in 10 years from now. Maybe it'll be in 50 years from now. But I honestly believe that if you do good and you try your best and you do take the high road, I honestly think that it will come back to you, whether that is in expected ways or in very unexpected ways. Whether that's because you spared yourself from the grunge and the dirt of of the low road but maybe because as she says you keep your side of the street clean you're protected from a lot of things that would or could happen to you by putting other people in that position And by not treating people the way that you should. Anyway, so I would love to hear if you have more life lessons that you've learned from Taylor Swift. These are just a list that I was thinking of as I was thinking about this podcast. And like I said, it's not great to put celebrities on a pedestal. But I do think that it can be a really good experience to... um, to learn from them and to, and to see, 
that even though she's still human, like her sharing these things so publicly with and through her music, um, we can learn from them too. It's great to have role models. And I think in a lot of ways, she, she can be a really good role model. So there you have it. I hope you enjoyed this episode and we will catch you next week.